your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 6, 2021, Labor Day. Your boy Q here with you. You know you can find me on Twitter, or you can hit me up on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, as many of you do at 707-654-4693. But again, if you want to hit me on Twitter, you can always get at me, at your boy Q254. I definitely appreciate you. Coming off a huge weekend, and hopefully a lot of you are enjoying today, Labor Day. You're able to take a little bit of time off, maybe relax and enjoy the family. I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation, I'm coming off a great weekend. I did a show on ESPN Las Vegas on Saturday morning uh, at Treasure Island, so that was a lot of fun. Then I went to the Las Vegas uh, kickoff classic Saturday night between BYU and Arizona. BYU picked up the 24-16 victory. Sunday, I was at an event at Allegiant Stadium, had free food, free drinks, had a stadium tour, was able to take the family out to that. And then Sunday night was on Channel 3 News here in Las Vegas talking Raiders with my guy Brian Salmon. So, uh, man, I'm telling you, you want to talk about a dude who was busy all weekend long, but, man, it's... It's a great busy. It is a really great busy. And if I haven't told you how blessed I am to be in Las Vegas and being able to do what I want to do and enjoy what I'm doing, man, let me tell you right now, let's not get it twisted, man. When people say, are you living the dream? Yes, yes, and yes again. So, uh, man, this has been a whole lot of fun. It's a great ride. And uh, we're going to continue to bring you the heat. I'm going to continue to bring you the heat here on the podcast and on the radio station. And uh, hopefully this will be a magical 2021 NFL season for the Raiders. So uh, coming up on today's show, segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. And then it's segment number two. Segment number two I'm excited about because I'm going to tell you what I learned from the Vegas kickoff classic and how that pertains to the Raiders. Because believe me, Raider Nation, I learned something Saturday night that I, I mean, I, I had an idea. You know what I mean? There was a theory going on. But Saturday night, what I witnessed and what I saw I, I now I have a whole better understanding. So I'm going to explain what I'm talking about coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news in the notes, really stuff I gathered over the weekend, starting even on Friday afternoon. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. So off top, just want to talk about the roster moves that have been going on. And I mean, we are one week away now from opening day. You know, I mean, the very first game of the season, Monday Night Football against the Ravens, and the and the Raiders continue to tweak their roster, whether it's the 53-man roster or it's the practice squad. They are doing a lot of moving and shaking, and this is something I talked about, that it's going to happen. So let me just kind of get you caught up to date on everything that is official right now, and that is the key word right there, official. On Friday, the Raiders signed linebacker Markel Lee to the practice squad. He was the guy who I believe was a fifth-round pick in 2017. Uh, he is back with the team, but again, on the practice squad. So to clear space for him, they had to release linebacker Max Richardson from the practice squad. And it's, it's crazy because this is how, how the NFL stands for not for long. It really is not for long. Uh, Mike Mayock, the GM, was just in the media session with us uh, last week talking about Max Richardson, how much he liked him, how big of a player he was, and how much they were hoping to get him back on the practice squad but quick fast in a hurry they said hey we need some more help at linebacker so we're going to bring out in the guy that we're very familiar with so they brought in Markel Lee and Max Richardson had to go uh the Raiders also and they made this official on Saturday they signed running back Peyton Barber off the Washington football team practice squad now the thing about that is if you sign somebody off the practice squad he's on your 53-man roster 
You can't put them on your practice squad. You can't go from one practice squad to the other. If you get a guy off a of practice squad, you have to put him on the 53-man roster. So uh, Peyton Barber is now the third running back. You know, you have Josh Jacobs. You have Kenyon Drake. Jalen Richard is still out. He's still on IR. He's still banged up with the, the foot injury. He's a guy that I still expect to get released at some point. Just none of us know exactly when that's going to be. The Raiders had actually put in a claim, a waiver claim, for Royce Freeman, who was recently released by the Denver Broncos, but they did not get awarded him. Matter of fact, the Ravens, uh, of all teams, right, the team that is down J.K. Dobbins because he tore his ACL, they actually were awarded Royce Freeman. So the Raiders went out and decided to get another running back, so they ended up with Peyton Barber. Uh, the only season he played in Washington, he played in all 16 games with two starts. He had 258 yards rushing on 94 carries with four touchdowns. So, uh, I mean, he's just kind of a bruiser. He's a guy that's going to be able to pick up that short yardage. Uh, he's a guy that a, a lot of folks thought that Trey Regis was going to be. Trey Regis is currently on the Raiders practice squad, so they went with a guy who's a veteran. They went with a guy who's been there, done that, has plenty of game film under his belt, and, uh, you know, feels like they can get he can get the job done immediately. So Trey Regis is still on the practice squad. BJ Emmons is still on the practice squad, but they bring in Peyton Barber. He's official like a referee's whistle on the 53-man roster. Also, as far as roster moves go, the Raiders signed wide receiver David Moore to the practice squad. And this is something that was reported by Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. Said uh, David Moore signed a two-year deal with Carolina in the offseason, but was released earlier in the week. And then the Raiders decided to sign him and add him to the practice squad. So another wide receiver added to the practice squad. Now, the one thing I'll say about this is we haven't received an official email from the Raiders, so they haven't made the corresponding moves that they had to. This is just something that's reported. David Moore is going to be on the practice squad, but to be able to make that happen, they've got to clear a space. So it's not official yet, but it's something that's going to happen, and that came through on Friday as well. And, of course, that also pertains to K.J. Wright. His signing is not official yet. I've had people uh, hit me up all weekend long, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all hit me up talking about, Q, is the K.J. Wright signing official yet? No, not yet. We have not got the official email. We have not got the official statement on, okay, uh, we have signed this guy and we released this guy. Because, again, you can't do anything until you're able to get the guy underneath the salary cap and – until you're able to get the guy onto the roster and make the, the proper adjustments. And so what I mean by that is if you sign someone to the 53, which K.J. Wright would be signed to the 53, you've got to move on from somebody. So uh, Raider Nation, don't have any fear. It's going to get done. It just isn't official yet. It could happen at any time today, tomorrow, the next day. I mean, it could happen at any time. He is in Las Vegas. Uh, he sent out a tweet or a picture of uh, him at the facility, and so he said first day of work. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's in Vegas. He's ready to get going. They just have not made it 100% official, but it's going to happen. So have no fear. By the time you're listening to this, maybe even today, uh, maybe it's already happened. So, and then you could kind of put your, you know, put your fears aside. It, it's going to happen. KJ Wright's going to be a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I did find out some good news on Friday that I'm going to have former Raider quarterback and Super Bowl winner Jim Plunkett on the show throughout the course of the 2021 season uh, following each game. I'm probably going to talk to him on Mondays or Tuesdays around 2.30 Pacific Standard time on Raider Nation Radio 920 just to kind of recap the game Try, just to talk about what he saw from the game what he saw from Derek Carr uh, what he saw from the team just I mean just to have that kind of presence and so I'm excited about that I'm pumped up about that that is Jim blankety blank Plunkett that is Raiders royalty right there. I mean, that is a dude that uh, he's probably forgotten more than I'll ever know and I'm excited about that and so Throughout the course of the 2021 season, after every single game, either Monday or Tuesday, and again, I believe it'll be at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time, I'll be talking to former Raider quarterback, Super Bowl winner, 
Jim Plunkett. That is something to get excited about. So make sure you put that in your notes, Raider Nation, because that's going to happen after each and every game on Raider Nation Radio 920. Today, the Raiders have practice and a media session. They didn't have media availability over the weekend, but today we're going to be at practice. We're allowed to be at practice from 10.50 in the morning to 1120, and then the coaches will talk and players will talk after uh, 1240. So uh, make sure you pay attention to Twitter. Make sure you just pay attention, period, uh, because that's when you'll start to get uh, videos. You'll start to get tweets about what's going on in practice. Again, it's just like a stretching session and individual sessions. It's not a whole lot that they let us see anymore as far as practice goes, uh, but then the, the good time is talking to the players and coaches. I don't know what coaches are going to be available. I don't know what players are going to be available, but it'll happen after about 1240 Pacific Standard Time, so make sure you uh, pay attention to that, and uh, yeah, we'll be able to bring some of that to you on Tuesday's show, so very excited about that. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of news and notes collected over the weekend from Friday all the way through to, well, right now. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about what I learned from the Vegas kickoff classic that was BYU versus Arizona. BYU came away with the victory, but I learned something Saturday night at Allegiant Stadium. What is it? Well, I'll tell you about it coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here of Locked On Raiders podcast. And the first is Run Your Pool. Football season is back. So let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at Run Your Pool. Com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or even folks you work with. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and a whole lot more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week gains, full season, playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sport platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings that make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. What you got to do, check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run your pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. That's Thursday. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on game on. I also want to tell you about our good friends at betonline.ag, and I've been saying it for a while. It is football season. We've been seeing a lot of college football. We're about to see a lot of pro football. Betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and all the college football action this season. You can get all the odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open right now. At betonline.ag, head to the website on your mobile or your laptop device, sign up today, and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's right, I said it, 100% welcome bonus. How do you do that? You got to use the promo code LOCKEDON. Betonline.ag is your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, football, baseball, boxing, horse racing. Doesn't matter what game it is, what sport it is, betonline.ag's got you covered. Take advantage of all the great offers available to you this 2021 season. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Labor Day, September 6, 2021. Your boy Q, very excited about today's show. Very excited about the fact that I get to go to practice today. I get to do the media session today. I don't have a radio show. We're all off today because it's Labor Day. So then I just get to come back to the house and, you know, relax and chill with the family. But still, I'm thinking Raiders. I'm talking Raiders. I mean, it's just, it's a really good time. Coming off a great weekend. Very Raider filled. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I haven't stopped moving since I got to Las Vegas, and I'm so excited about that. But just be able to, you know, soak it in just a little bit more, uh, you know, have a couple days off right before the season starts because you know the grind's about to start right now. It's about to go, you know, straight balls to the wall, you know, go hard in the paint, put your head in a tank of gasoline, light it on fire, full throttle all the way through the Super Bowl. So I'm very excited about the the period of time that's going on. I've been excited about everything I've been doing since I've been in Las Vegas. And one of the things that I did was on Saturday, I was at Allegiant Stadium, who now I feel like I'm a regular there, uh, for the Vegas kickoff classic, BYU versus Arizona. And I mean, that was a fun game. It was a very fun game. I had talked to uh, the Arizona head football coach. I had talked to him about a week before the game. Uh, head coach Jed Fish, he had, he had been on Raider Nation Radio 920 with me and talked about the opportunity to play in Allegiant Stadium. I know BYU was fired up. I know the fan base was fired up from BYU, and they're not from far from Allegiant Stadium. So uh, when I rolled into the stadium on Saturday night, I really didn't know what to expect. I knew that it was going to be two teams that neither one of them were from there, but I just still didn't know exactly what the turnout was going to look like. I know that BYU travels really well, but I still wasn't sure what it was going to look like, what it was going to sound like, what it was going to feel like. I saw UNLV play Eastern Washington on Thursday to kick off their season, and there was about 21,000 fans there. And it wasn't super loud. I mean, you saw there was moments where it was loud, but it literally only covered on Thursday night the bottom row the bottom bowl of the stadium. You know, it was no second level, third level, fourth. It was none of that. It was level one, and that was it. So, again, on Saturday night, I figured it was going to be more than it was on Thursday, but I didn't know how many fans. And Raider Nation, let me tell you this. I still don't know how many fans were there total, but I know how many fans there were that were wearing blue. (laughs) I know how many fans were there representing BYU. It was major. They were repping early, and they were repping often, and they were there, and they were loud. And so as I'm sitting there watching the game without a dog in the hunt, I don't care if BYU wins. I don't care if Arizona wins. I'm just there because the game being played at Legion Stadium, and I want to be a part of it. You know, so that's, that's why I was there. The family was able to go out there. The wife and our daughter was able to go out there, and they had some really good seats, and so they were able to enjoy the game. But just to know that – there was a game going on. I wanted to be a part of it. So that's why I was there to monitor it, to cover it, and, and just, you know, bring you uh, the knowledge. You know what I mean? Just be, be a part of it. Raider Nation, the knowledge that I got, not the knowledge that I'm bringing you, but the knowledge that I got Saturday night is so much more than what I expected. And the reason is, Raider Nation, you have an opportunity to be special. You really have an opportunity to be special. What I saw and what I learned from the BYU fans on Saturday night is that if you want to get Allegiant Stadium cooking, you want to make that place super loud, you can do that. There was, I mean, there was throughout the course of the game, there was so many uh, Cougar fans that were yelling and screaming and and chanting, and it it was great, right? It was getting loud. And then there was a part about, I think, late in the third quarter, BYU had made some plays, and all of a sudden the fan base starts chanting, BYU, BYU, and it got so stinking loud that I just put my phone 
up and just videoed it. You know what I mean? I just put my phone up and just started pressing record. So I'm going to let you hear the sound. It's a little muffled. You're not going to be able to hear BYU, BYU clear because I was in the press box. But this will give you just a small sample size of how loud it got Saturday night. So I know that it wasn't the easiest to understand exactly what they're saying. Uh, you can hear the BYU, BYU chants. But my point of that, I want you just to hear a little bit of what I heard and how it kind of opened my eyes. Because Raider Nation, you have an opportunity to not only go to the game and enjoy the game, but you also have an opportunity to impact the game. This is something that I said, and I think a lot of people have talked about it. In the 2020 season, the Raiders lost some heartbreakers. They lost that game against Kansas City, Sunday Night Football. That's the game if Raider Nation's in the building, I think they win that game. That game against Miami, that we all remember that game. I think that they win that game if Raider Nation's in the building. And hell, you can even go to the Chargers game I think they win that game if Raider Nation's in the building I mean I just the the fan base obviously makes a difference and once it can get loud and once it can get crazy and and nobody can hear and understand what's going on that is when you become an impact and it's funny because when I was covering Baylor in Central Texas uh Baylor's basketball coach head basketball coach Scott Drew used to always tell me he'd be on the the radio with me and say Q Fans can impact games. They don't just go to games. Their, their job is to go to games and enjoy the game, but also be an impact. And if you're loud and you're you're fired up and, and you're chanting and you're screaming and yelling and you're just, you know, just going with the energy, creating the energy from the sidelines, if you do that, you could impact the game not only just with the, the players getting fired up, but sometimes your energy will kind of push the officials as well. This is something that head coach Scott Drew believed wholeheartedly, and said that there was even a report. I think Sports Illustrated did a report on it. And so he was like, hey, Q, this is a real deal. Fans can impact the game whether they know it or not. And so he always encouraged fans to come out and be loud and be proud all game long. I'm telling you from witnessing what I heard on Saturday night, you have the opportunity to do that. And I cannot wait to hear Monday Night Football, the Raiders and the Ravens, how loud Raider Nation could be in Allegiant Stadium. That place gets so loud. Because it's inside, because it's a dome, you know, I mean, you can get so loud and it just becomes deafening. It really does. And that's something that Raider Nation is going to be able to do. And this is something that I encourage. And I know that, uh, you know, it's a brand new stadium. I know that there's going to be fans from other teams that are going to go. I know Baltimore is going to represent in a major way. And that's fine. But it ain't going to be that major. I mean, Raider Nation has sold out the stadium. Season ticket holders are, uh, are out there in, in large. You know what I mean? There's, there are so many people that have an opportunity to make an impact. And, you know, I encourage you to go to your games. If you have season tickets, I encourage you to. And I get it. If you have to sell your tickets, that's fine. Cool. Uh, I encourage you to sell them to Raider fans. But if you don't, whatever. That's fine. I don't think it's going to make that big of an impact. I think Raider Nation is still going to be so strong there at Allegiant Stadium that it's not going to matter because there are so many folks that are fired up to be there. And I'm telling you, after witnessing it firsthand, once you get in there and you get lathered up and you get ready to go, it is going to be on and popping. I mean, I just... I started just kind of daydreaming Saturday night. I wasn't even watching the game anymore. I'm looking around the stadium. I'm seeing all these blue st uh, shirts and all these blue signs and all this BYU garb, and all I'm imagining is silver and black, silver and black, silver and black, and Raider Nation. The Raiders went 2-6 and six at home in 2020. That can't happen in 2021. If anything, they need to reverse that thing and go 6-2. and two. You know, or it's actually six and three because they got nine home games this year. So uh, they, they need to go six and three, if not better.
You know, we're talking about this team being a playoff team. You want to be a playoff team? Dominate at home. You know, you're supposed to win the games that, you know, you're supposed to win. There's certain games on, on the schedule that you're like, okay, that should be a dub. You know what I mean? So they got to win those games, and you've got to be dominant at home as well. You've got to have that home field advantage. Raider Nation, you have an impact. I'm talking about you on this Monday. I'm not talking about the Raiders, the team on the field, the coach, the GM, the owner. I'm not talking about I'm talking about the fans because you are what Raider Nation is. You are what makes Raider Nation. You are the reason why there is no other fan base that can call themselves nation. They're not Raider Nation. And so you need to go into Allegiant Stadium on Monday, September 13th, and every single game after that, and let your, your presence be felt. That is your responsibility. That is what's made Raider Nation who they are, and that is what has made Raider Nation the best fan base in the world, in the country, ever, I mean, just worldwide. It does not matter. There is not a better fan base in any sport, in my opinion, better than Raider Nation. From knowledge to passion to just wanting to be there and, and just trying to uh, will their team to victory, you have to help. And I believe that you have the opportunity to help. And after doing that stadium tour on Sunday night, Raider Nation, you're going to love being in Allegiant Stadium. I'm telling you, we didn't even go into like the locker rooms and all that other stuff. But from everything we saw Sunday night, it was amazing, man. And I've been there now, like I said, a couple times. But when you get that opportunity just to go in there and enjoy it and, you know, have some drinks and hang out and, you know, just walk around and soak in everything that's that this place is made of. I mean, you're just you can't help but to be proud, regardless of how you feel, regardless if you you know are angry that you had to use the clear app to show proof of vaccination. It doesn't matter. You're going to be so fired up to be there. All that stuff's not going to matter. I'm telling you that right now. This place is amazing. And with you in it loud and proud it's going to be even better so Raider Nation uh, it's going to be on you I'm going to tell you you are going to be like the Texas A&M Aggies they always say the 12th man is the fan base you are going to be the 12th man the Seattle Seahawks they do the same thing they call them the 12s same thing but you're better you're better than that you're Raider Nation you have an opportunity to be loud and proud and blow the roof off Allegiant Stadium so they can hear you on the Las Vegas Strip that is the opportunity that you have, and it's so I'm so fired up and so excited to be, uh, you know, a part of that and just being able there to be there and witness it. You know, Monday, September 13th, Raider Nation Radio 920, we're going to do all our shows live from the stadium, starting in the morning with the morning tailgate, Clay Baker, then JT the Brick. Matter of fact, he's only going to do an hour, and then he's going to pass the sticks on to me. I'm going to jump on a little bit early because I got to get off early for the uh, pregame show. And then, man, it's going to be on and popping. But everything we do is going to be live at Allegiant Stadium that day. At some point, somewhere, we'll be all over that stadium. And so we're going to be like the welcoming party to get you fired up and get you excited about just being there at the stadium to root on the Raiders as they take on the Baltimore Ravens. So I just wanted to bring to you what I learned from the Vegas kickoff classic Saturday night, BYU and Arizona. BYU came away at the victory and the fan base was so fired up to hear all about it and and to cheer them on and, and to help them get that victory. That's all I got for you for segment number two. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here of the Lockdown Raiders podcast, which include DirecTV Stream. And I know this sounds familiar. You got a device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, And while you're watching sports highlights on your phone, you've got your neighbor's best friend login for everything else, like Netflix, right? 
Well, I'm going to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I also want to tell you about Built Bar, and I've been telling you about Built Bar for just about, I don't know, forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been telling you about Built Bar forever. You can actually tell me about Built Bar, but I'll continue to remind you about the great flavors that they have, including coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Of course, if you check out the website, BuiltBar.com, you can always find the limited time flavors. I know they got the Built Puffs going on right now. Uh, that's the little marshmallow puffs. If you're a marshmallow fan, you can go get those. But even, even if that's not your, your bag, sometimes they'll just have a new flavor up there, or they'll have an oldie but goodie flavor up there, something you haven't heard in a while. All you got to do is click on it and get it, you know, but you got to check the website. That's why I tell you, I mean, listen to me, but check the website as well, builtbar.com. Look for that, you know, that limited time flavor uh, and make sure whatever you do, whatever you buy, if it's a mixed box that you get two of each of the flavors, or if you get something special, make sure you use the promo code LOCK15 because I want to make sure you save 15% off your order when you check out. That's LOCK15. That's the promo code, builtbar.com, promo code Lock 15. Segment number three, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Let's start off with a text from Dylan in San Diego. It says, hey Q, Dylan out of San Diego, what's your gut feeling on KJ Wright? Was this the plan all along or do you think these injuries were a blessing in disguise and forced to pick up? Thanks for the great content. Keep up the great work. Again, Dylan in San Diego and thank you for that text, my man. And yeah, I don't think initially KJ Wright was in the plans, but but once he came in for a visit, and that was earlier this uh, this training camp and preseason, once he came in for a visit, I think that that kind of lets you know that he was on the radar. And that was after the very first preseason game against Seattle. I think they realized that, you know what? Our linebackers are not where they need to be right now. Yes, they think that they have some ability, but I don't think that they thought that they were exactly where they wanted them to be. Once they had that first game against Seattle, they kind of knew that, you know what, we're going to need some help. Let's go get some reinforcements. And K.J. Wright was the best guy out there. He was the best guy for the job. I'm so glad the Raiders made that move. Now, again, it's not official like a referee's whistle right now. I haven't got the email, haven't, uh, you know, said uh, who they're releasing or, who, you know, who they're moving around uh, to make that corresponding move to fit him on the 53-man roster, but it's coming. It's on the way. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it was initially part of the plan, but I think quickly they realized they needed a little bit extra backup. So hopefully that helps, uh, you know, uh, answer your question. And thank you so much for the compliments on the show as well. I appreciate you. Next up is Big E calling out the 209. He's calling to talk about the national media and where they think the Raiders are going to finish this 2021 season. Here he is, Big E, out the 209. Hey, what up, Q? This is Big E from the 209, or said 209. Just had a quick question, man. So I was kind of listening to some ESPN, you know, and I guess, guess I shouldn't do that, but ESPN reporters and whatnot. And everybody's talking about the Raiders finishing dead last, man. I, I know you had the interview of the uh, – player that said, you know, Raiders were second in the division, but what's up with ESPN putting us down, man? The national 
week last place. They have the Broncos finishing ahead of us. So I want to know your thoughts on that, see what's going on, like, you know, what, what you think about it. All right, have a good one, man. There he goes. That's Big E out to 209. Thank you for the call. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild. I look at it and say, man, everyone is saying that the Raiders are going to be so bad. I know Las Vegas. I know that all the bookies have them there at six and a half wins. I think that's insane. Uh, I, I don't understand how everyone doesn't realize that the team got better. You know, they went 8-8 eight and eight last year, and they definitely are pay- better on paper. Now, I know you don't win games on paper, but they're they're better. But, you know, that's something that, as fans, we can't get ex- upset about. Just let the national media continue to sleep on the team. And, you know, I do I do hits all the time. I did a hit, a uh, radio hit on, in Denver the other day, and I could tell that the team or the, the, the guys there at the radio station knew nothing about the Raiders. I've done hits. all. Over, I did a hit in uh, 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 southern Utah the other day, and I could tell that the guys were very unfamiliar. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's fun to talk about the Raiders, but a lot of folks can't really talk about the Raiders if you know what I mean. It's funny, uh, I got hit up on Twitter. Myself and Vinny got hit up on Twitter by some dude at Mark4Sports. And, uh, you know, he tweeted out, and he was going back and forth. He said, the odds tell you all you need to know about the true state of the Raiders football team. If you say anything different, you're not being honest with yourself and especially with your Raider Nation listeners. The bookies know it, you and Vinny know it, and I know it. At PFF knows it, that the offensive line is trash. Uh, so that was from Mark4Sports on Twitter. And I just responded to him like, look, dude, there's nothing that I will ever say on the radio, on a podcast, uh, and conversation at the bar. I'll never say something that I don't believe. I'm not going to tell Raider Nation I think that, hey, this is a special uh, team. This feels different. It, I, I think that they're going to be really good. They have a chance to you know, make the playoffs. I'm not going to gas anyone up. If I don't think this is a playoff team, and, and Raider Nation, anyone who's listened to this show for quite a while knows, I'll say it. I don't think this is a playoff team. No. I, this year, believe that this team has the potential to be a playoff team. Now, of course, they got to go get it done. It's going to be very difficult. Miami showed you that 10 wins last season didn't even get them in the playoffs. So the Raiders are going to have to really go out there and, I think, and I've said it multiple times, find 11 or 12 wins to make the playoffs. But I do think this team could possibly do it. I really do. And if I'm falling for banana tailpipe, if I'm completely wrong, that's fine. You know, I'm not just going to go ahead and pencil them in as a 12-team winner or a 12-game winner. They've got to go do it. They've got to show it. But I feel like they have the potential to make it happen. So uh, that that dude at Mark Four Sports, I, I went back and forth with him a few times, and then all of a sudden he just kind of let it go because I, I just I wasn't going for that, and I sure didn't appreciate the fact that he's just trying to act like I'm trying to gas up Raider Nation. I ain't got no reason to gas up anybody. I tell it how it is. I tell how I feel, uh, regardless who likes it. <laughs> it's just simple as that. So hopefully that helps answer the question a little bit, Biggie. I do appreciate. The call. Next up, I got a text from Usman from San Jose. He says, what's up, Q? New booty. All offseason, we've heard how the Raiders have been addressing the issues of last season, which was mainly the defense. The O-line with the turnover we had and development of the drafted players. Outside of the O-line, looks like the Raiders are handling those other issues. One thing I haven't heard much about is how will the second half adjustments be this year? Not just second half of the games, but also second half of the year. Gruden and the coaching staff haven't seemed to adjust well to opposing team adjustments. There were times it seemed like the game plan didn't change at all the whole game, even when it was clear it wasn't working the first half. What are the adjustments going to be in the red zone? With the shaky O-line we have, will Gruden finally get less conservative and open up the playbook in those situations? Love the show. Keep up the great work, my man. That's from Usman in San Jose, California. Thank you for the text. I do appreciate you. And I'll say this. I think the second half adjustments in 2020 were a lot better than they had been before. 
You know, I think we talked about quite a bit about third quarter and scoring in the third quarter, coming out of the locker room and playing a lot better than, you know, they did even going into the locker room. I think the Raiders did a really good job in the third quarter in 2020. They did a lot better. I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know that their points that they scored in 2020 in the third quarter were way more points than they scored in 2019 in the third quarter. So I think those adjustments were good. Now the red zone does have to be, you know, tuned up, fine-tuned, and uh, continue to improve, and that's something that John Gruden knows. He, he said he's sick of hearing about it, but he knows it. He knows it. So we'll see what happens. They have a lot of weapons. I do uh, think that the addition of Kenyon Drake is going to help a lot. Hopefully a, a, a healthy Brian Edwards is going to help a lot. And, of course, uh, Hunter Renfro is always going to be third in Renfro. He's going to be that guy that just sits down in the right spot and, and makes himself available for the quarterback. So there's a lot of things I like about this team heading into the season that I think that they'll be able to improve on. So, uh, of course, the offensive line is going to have to be solid because if the offensive line is not solid, Derek Carr is not going to have time to, you know, even execute the play and, and uh, get the ball down the field. He's going to have to check everything down, and so that's not going to work very well. They've got to have solid offensive line play, especially if you want the run game to work and, like I said, Derek Carr be able to do what he does. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a call from my guy, T3 Raider Facts. He's calling in with his five quick hits of the day, talking linebackers, talking Marcus Mariota, Allegiant Stadium, the game on Monday night, and passionate Raider. Here he is, T3 Raider Facts. This is T3 Raider Facts and my five quick hits of the day. Number one, now that K.J. Wright is signed, I like the signing of Denzel Perryman even better. I hope he can stay healthy, Perryman that is, and make an, an input and an impact in the first two to three games going into the season. I feel much better now about the depth of the linebacking core. Number two, we haven't seen Marcus Mariota at all this season. I would love to see him come in and knock off some of that rust, maybe run a couple of RPOs. I'm not saying replace Carr. I'm just saying let's give the man just a little bit of burn. I mean, Derek Carr even said he would like to catch a touchdown pass from Mariota. Let's see that happen. Number three, Allegiant Stadium is going to be absolutely electric next week, and I can't wait. The Raiders chant will be in full force, and we can start to change the minds of the national doubters. It starts next Monday against Baltimore. Number four, here's what I would love to see on the Raiders' first play from scrimmage. Ruggs and Waller split wide, Jacobs and Drake in the backfield, and Moreau at tight end. The Ravens won't know what's coming, and that's the point. And I hope the Ravens are wearing their black pants because their, their fear won't show, if you know what I mean. Number five, on Friday's morning tailgate with Clay and Pritch in hour number two, I heard something I have to pass along. A caller from Illinois who goes by Passionate Raider said everything I've ever wanted to say about being a passionate fan. Q, I hope you'll play that up with the Locked On group. It's dripping with passion, and you know what I love to say. Passion always outlives fashion. There he goes, T3 Raider Facts. Thank you for the call. And yeah, man, the linebacking core is now a strength. It was a weakness. Uh, Marcus Mariota, he's just got to get healthy. That's the thing about it. I think John Gruden's getting frustrated. At least he was in the preseason. He wanted to play him, and he couldn't because he just wasn't healthy, and that's unfortunate. He hasn't really been healthy the whole time he's been with the team. Uh, Legion Stadium, I talked about that in great length in segment number two. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, and I think the Raiders will have some tricks up their sleeve Monday night for the Ravens. And, of course, passionate Raider, as you mentioned, longtime listener of Raider Nation Radio 920. He brings the passion every time he calls. Simple as that. He is the absolute definition of uh, passion outlives fashion, just like you like to say. So thank you for that call, my man. Just got a couple more for you. Got a text from Raider760. Yo, Q, what are your expectations for David Moore? I believe he replaces John Brown as part of the game day wide receiving core. I think he could be even better than Brown was going to contribute and slightly more talented than Zay. Based off his film, I can see him taking fly sweeps, getting underneath targets, and overall great depth for the team. 
DC has potential of a loaded wide receiver room. Again, that's from Raider 760. Thank you for the text, my man. And well, right now he's on the practice squad. You know, and right now it's not even official yet. I mean, they haven't even made all the uh, needed moves to actually have him uh, loaded up onto the practice squad. But uh, if he can get off the practice squad and get onto the 53-man roster, yeah, I mean, the guy has a ton of potential. Uh, he's had a ton of potential since so he's been in the league. And, uh, you know, he could he could really contribute to the Raiders if he can get on, like I said, get onto the field on the active roster and actually be a, a player. I think right now he just could be some really good depth. You know, like you mentioned, just just in case, just in case emergency break glass, have a guy that you feel pretty confident in, in David Moore. So, uh, again, my expectations aren't too high for him right now, but that's just because he's expected to be a practice squad player for right now. So thank you for that text. Final call for the show today comes from my guy. I haven't heard from him in a while. Raider Al calling out of Georgia. He's calling to talk about Raiders content, expectations, and also K.J. Wright. Here he is, Raider Al calling out of Georgia. Shoot. My bro, what's going on? Raider Al from Georgia. What's up, Raider Nation? We getting close. Q, real quick. Never in my life, I've been a Raider fan for 47 years, right? I am overwhelmed with Raider content. I never thought I would see this much Raider content. I mean, podcasts, Raider Nation radio. Man, I'm loving it. But I get so overwhelmed. Man, I got to go back to my WFAN and listen, you know, listen about my Mets and my Knicks and stuff. But, man, I never thought I would see this much uh, content. Also, expectations. I got to temper myself, my bro. I have to temper myself because 10 out of the last 11 years, man, I've been let down. So we look good on paper, but you still got to play the games. You still got to play them. That being said, I'm going out on a limb, Q. We're going to start the season 2-0. Last but not least, KJ, welcome to the dark side. Welcome to the dark side, my bro. Raider Al, out. There he goes. Great call, my man. It's Raider Al out of Georgia. It's been a minute. It's good to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, man, it's so funny having as much content as there is right now covering the Raiders. And one day I'll tell the story of even why I talk Raiders and, and why I got started talking Raiders or how I got started talking Raiders. It was just lack of content. There was no content back in the day when I was coming up, and there was no content even when the Raiders were winners. When the Raiders went to the Super Bowl, they were still the last story that was talked about on SportsCenter or the last team that was talked about on the local news. I mean, it was just ridiculous. So uh, that was part of the reason why I got involved in talking about the Raiders as much as I do. And like I said, at some point I'll tell my story. But, uh, man, because I know there's a lot of new booties that haven't heard it. But, man, I'll tell you right now. Um, it's, it's great to have as much content as a lot of content creators and I salute to every one of them. You know, everybody is not the same. They only have their own style and I can appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, shout out having so much Raider content, uh, as far as expectations, I understand tempering them. I've been trying to temper them as well. You know, you know, I've been out of training camp. I've been at preseason games. I've seen this team and they look really good. I have been trying to temper my expectations as well because I know one, it's a 17 game season. It's 18 weeks, but 17 games, anything could happen. You could be a really good team and suffer three or four injuries and also be done. You know what I mean? So you, you just got to kind of see how it all plays out. Everything looks great on paper, but you don't win games on paper. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And KJ Wright, yeah, I think he's going to be a monster. Once all that becomes official, 
then yeah, I think he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be a special player for the Raiders. They need a KJ Wright, and that's why I've been pounding the table ever uh, ever since he he visited the Raiders facility. I've been like, man, the Raiders need to go out there, and no matter what, go get him. I don't know what the contract looks like. I don't know what the details are. We'll find out at some point. But I'm just glad that they got him in the mix as well. Denzel Perryman, glad they got him in the mix as well. And just think that all of a sudden that linebacking core went from being uh, a strength to a big-time weakness, to a big-time strength again. So excited about that uh, very much so. so. Thank you so much for that call, my man. I appreciate you. Coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, we'll hear from Corey in Louisville, Raider Boone. He's also hitting us up. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have the media sessions today with the Raiders. So we'll have some news and notes of the day. We'll have some conversation pieces, and we'll hear from some coaches and some players later on today. And so uh, that'll be on tomorrow's show as well. So until then, Raider Nation, enjoy yourself. Do what you do. Hopefully you have a great Labor Day if you're working or if you're not working. It does not matter. Just enjoy your day. Enjoy your family. And as always, just win, baby.